Welcome to Land of the Creeks Horror Podcast. I'm your host, Greg Amortis, calling in from Norcacky Lackey. That's North Carolina to all you Northerners. And you're listening to episode 361. Bonus, bonus, bonus. Bonus episode. Oh, yeah. I need one of them fancy little soundboards that does that for me instead of me sounding like an idiot. But anyways, it's all good. <laughs> Welcome to the show. I hope you are uh, excited for LOTC. I will say that if this is your first time listening, this is going to be a little bit out of the ordinary, but it's going to be super fun. So hang in there and then go back and listen to the 360 other episodes and you can get a flavor of what we're about. But we're super excited. Uh, Let's go ahead. I just want to go ahead and go straight to the reason of the bonus episode. Let's go to Dr. Shock, Dave Becker, outside of Philadelphia, PA, Mr. DVD Infatuation, Encyclopedia Knowledge. Dave, take it away for your introduction and explain what this episode is about and why. Right. Well, this episode, um, now for, I guess, reasons unknown, um, we were doing this for my anniversary, Yes, my anniversary of being a co-host on land of the creeps. Um, and, um, there'll be a little bit of an explanation going forward, but, uh, if you go over to land of the creeps.blogspot.com, it says, um, the episode I uh, debuted on, which was episode 12. And, um, uh, we talked Vincent price that night. Um, uh, it had uh, myself. Hanfield Hatchick, of course, Greg Amortis, uh, Bruno was on that episode. And um, it's also an episode where Greg had uh, interviewed Adam Green. Ooh, that was good. Uh, but that would have, it says on, um, uh, you know, on over on the site, that would have been February 27, 2013. So it would have been my 11th anniversary. Uh, but now I'm going to kick it over to you, Greg, for a, 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 a further clarification. So here we go, listeners. So, yes, technically this is... Dave's 11th anniversary on landofthecreeps.blogspot.com website. That's right. But, but, because Greg Amortis is a dumbass, and, uh, yeah, and, yeah, I'm an idiot, okay? I'm an idiot. That's the word for tonight, idiot. But, no, he is legit, like, been with us since, and we did some research right before we started recording. April 11th is actually Dave Dr. Shop Becker's anniversary date for Land of Creeks, and that was April 11th, 2012. So he's even older than what we thought, right? 
right? right? We always Even know longer. That. So this April it will be twelve years. Yeah. So let me give a yeah, real I, quick. I was say, as we now know, he's as old as Abe Vigoda. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we'll give the snob. This is this is exactly what happened. So basically, to make a long story really really short, because we we got a lot of cool stuff we're going to get into here tonight. Okay. So basically, what happened was we was originally on a network called Horror Palace Network, which was way back in 2011 when we started recording as Land of the Creeps, and I'm doing air quotes. All right, so uh, we ran over there for 20-ish episodes, and then the Horror Palace Network shut down. And when the Horror Palace Network shut down, I had to start a website, like a legit have somewhere to put all our episodes, which is where landofthecreeps.blogspot.com started. What happened was all these episodes, and if you go to landofthecreeps.blogspot.com and you go look at the earlier shows, you'll see some of the dates are kind of, wonky because of the fact you might see episode one and then four and then three and they're kind of all over the place that's because of the way they uploaded okay so we went in and looked at it oh wait dave was on 2013 well that was when we started land the creeps.blogspot.com not when we started land the creeps so that's just the explanation that's i'm a dumbass i forgot I'm old and just over forgive me for shit like that it had all been on like you were saying horror palace Mm -hmm. network and when that shut down, you had to move all the episodes over. To exactly. And that's that's so where the confusion started. So I want to give, once again, I explained this on the last episode. Let me do it again. I want to give all major props to Jay of the Dead. Uh, Jay of the Dead was like, dude, I got you because he knows all about the Planet Macabre, which was a uh, podcast Dave and I used to be on. And some. Uh, so he was like, I got you, dude. I got you. And he found all these dates <laughs> for us. And I, I want to give Jay so much credit. He's such a great guy, and he knows all these things. So the anniversary official, quote, unquote, anniversary date for Dave will be April 11th, 2024. And he will be however old that's going to make him. So, so I'm sorry, Dave, but this is we're still doing this episode as a technical we're celebrate episode. It today yes. anyway, because I first came up with this idea in the summer mm-hmm. and it was going back and forth. And then we thought, well, let's just wait until the official anniversary date. Yep. Um, and at that point, I was thinking it was 10 years. And that's only because I came up with it in 2023 and I saw the date 2013. Mm hmm. I didn't take into account that that date in 2013 had already passed. Um, so I was thinking this would be the 10th, but it was then going to be the 11th. But now we're coming up on the 12th. So it, it seems like, you know what, if we if we wait a few more months, it might be my 14th. Yeah, and, and it may be. And maybe we'll do extra bonuses each time. <laughs> there we go. So anyway, so what we'll do, let me go ahead and welcome in. Uh, let's go to Bill. We want to go to the butcher man himself, and I'm sure he's come out of his butchery bloody once again like he usually does because he likes to go in there and chop the meat. And uh, <laughs> he's a teacher. He don't chop, chop meat. But anyways, we love we love this guy, man. We love him. He is yeah. such a blessing, and it is Bill the Butcher Van Vega. What's up, Bill? You know what? I kind of zoned out, though, when you guys were trying to figure out dates and what happened <laughs> this in, in, it was 10 years ago. No, it was 12 years ago. No, it was 13 years ago. No. Okay, now Dave is going to make a, or Dave, Greg and Pearl are going to make like a pie chart that everybody's <laughs> going to have to follow. Oh, my God. Please, no. <laughs> I can't explain with, it myself. C- complete with diagram and Greg correct spelling. Oh, gee. Yeah, you really not put me under no pressure. <laughs> and color-coded. Color-coded. Everybody <laughs> knows I can only pronounce one syllable word. So what are you trying to do? Get me like all screwed up. It man. was good. All right, thank you. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to this because when Dave first proposed what he's going to explain in a little bit, this was a lot of fun. And I immediately started frantically writing down ideas only to not touch it for three weeks. And then I look at it and go, 
what the hell was I thinking? <laughs> so, so I had to make a couple of changes, but it's going to be all good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to be a blast. All yes. right? So get yourself ready. Come up with ideas because after you find out what we've come up with for this, mm-hmm. we want your submissions as well. Hell yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yes. So fill the, fill the room with some unknown thing that's going to be occurring in the next four minutes. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> and then uh, let's see what you got. That's right. Cool. Let's welcome in the Twisted Temptress herself as she has come in through the forest with the wolves and the crows <laughs> and the ravens all around her. And she's coming off her throne with the skulls. And what's up, love? <laughs> Apparently the raven. <laughs> <laughs> Quote the raven nevermore. 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 Uh, I'm just in taking everything. Like, I'm legit craving candy and like... <laughs> I literally want to go put some popcorn in the microwave. Uh, uh-huh. I'm ready for all this. I want to. I want to get started. Well, that's cool. So what we're going to do, <laughs> listeners, buckle up because this is going to be a good fun fun show. This is not going to be your typical Land of the Creep show, but I think it's still going to be fun. You're still going to get some cool stuff. So I want to do this, and then we're going to go to to Dave to explain what we're going to be doing. So let's do this first. <laughs> Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Yes, listeners, there you go. So what we're doing, Dave, what is, what's this episode about? Why, why? Okay, well, what I had come up with, like I said, back in the summer, we were all going to program our own film festival. An overnight, five-movie, ten trailers. We're going to start with two trailers, then show a movie, then two more trailers, show another movie. So we had to choose ten trailers and five movies that would make up our, our overnight uh, film festival. We're going to rent out a theater and... The idea is that I was thinking we sort of had to justify our choices, like because, for example, you know, as it gets later, so it's going to start, say, 6 p.m. sharp, which means with five movies, 10 trailers, it's probably going to run to maybe two in the morning, something like that. Well, once we get to the fourth movie, um, you're not going to show something like uh, uh, Hagazusa. Which is a major slow burn, and everybody will be snoring. <laughs> You've got to keep people interested. You got to keep them alert, you know, with the with the movies that you're choosing. So that was really what it is. Everybody's getting a chance. They're going to rent out a theater, and put together their own film festival. Ten trailers, five movies. <laughs> so that is the episode now this is going to be a blast listeners i'm telling you you're in for a treat so what we're going to do is you're going to hear trailers you're going to hear two uh trailers before each movie as dave mentioned we're going to do them in order so what that means is uh, our order tonight is we're going to hear dave's theater and we're going to hear his movies and his trailers all at one time and then you're going to go to bill we'll hear the same and then to pearl and then we'll close out with mine and uh, it's going to be super exciting, so some cool, fun stuff. So like I said, you're going to hear trailers and then a little 
movie that we're going to talk about. You're not going to get to hear the full movie. This is not like you're going to see or hear a movie on the episode. You're just going to hear the title of it and maybe a little introduction and whatnot. But this is going to be fun, Dave. I'm glad you chose this. But anyways, so that's what I said that to say this. Let's just get this shit started. I mean, we're going to the cinema, so I want to know, Dave, what is the name of your theater, brother? Well, the theater that I rented out is an actual theater. It is the Colonial Theater in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Of course, horror fans know it as the theater where the original Blob, the Steve McQueen 1950s movie, The Blob, portions of it were shot in inside that theater. Everyone goes, everyone goes running from that theater uh, when the Blob attacks uh, while a movie is playing. Um, and uh, this still functions as a movie theater in downtown Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Just to give you a little bit of an idea, it, a real quick history. Um, it's located at 227 Bridge Street in Phoenixville. It was built in 1903, and it was originally called the Colonial Opera House. It started w- with stage shows. Um, in 1915, Mary Pickford visited the theater. Now, Mary Pickford was like one of the biggest silent stars uh, at the time. I mean, uh, she was married to Douglas Fairbanks Jr., and the two of them, along with Charlie Chaplin and D.W. Griffith, were the founders of United Artists Studio. Now, that's why it's called United Artists, because it was, instead of being run by a studio mogul, it was the artists who were running the studio. Um, but not only that, this is even more interesting. In 1917, Harry Houdini held a performance at the Colonial Theater. He locked himself inside a safe and managed to escape from it. Ooh, I remember that. Not, not that I was alive. <laughs> Maybe I was alive. Um, silent films were there. They had they had a live piano and they showed silent films right up to 1928, when they premiered the Jazz Singer, which was the first talking uh, talking film. Uh, there were three theaters. Now the original theater uh, is a 658 seat vaudeville house. And then they have two newer additions that um, were once part of uh, of an adjacent bank building. So they were able to get, so it's like three screens they have now. Anyway, that is the one that I'm renting out for my film festival. Now, starting off with two trailers. And the two trailers, I'll just introduce them one by one, Greg. Yeah, we can do that. Oh, sounds good. All right, so kicking off this evening, I'm going to start with a trailer for John Carpenter's The Fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here. And let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now it has returned. ago between midnight and one something evil came out of the fog now it has returned who's there the fog antonio bay has a curse on it we're all cursed there's no water getting here but something awful cold did i think i'll go to vancouver now
Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. Stay away from the fog. From the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog. Starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The Fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. Right. Well, that's a that I think it's probably one of Carpenter's most underrated. I'm a big fan of that movie. I love that film. Uh, and it's a great way to get things started. And the second trailer that we'd follow that up with another movie from the early 80s, Dead and Buried. This is the road to Potter's Bluff. Maybe you've been there. Clean, picturesque, full of old fashioned friendliness. The kind of town everyone likes to visit. This is the road to Potter's Bluff. There is no road out. Welcome to Potter's Bluff. From the creators of Alien, terror brought down to Earth, dead and buried. Is there any way whatsoever to reanimate people after they have died and to get them to walk around? The one you, you came to see me about last week. What the time after the car wreck. Yeah. I just saw him. Man, he's dead. The same guy. Welcome to Potter's Bluff. When you die, you expect to remain dead and buried. You had a very close call. Just lie still. I'm going to give you something. It's going to make you feel even better. in Potter's Bluff. Expect the unexpected. From the creators of Alien. Dead and buried. It will take your breath away. All of it. Dead and buried. Okay, well, after the two trailers, it would lead into the first movie of the night, and I stayed in the early 80s. You're going to find that each one of these groupings of mine have a, have a certain theme to them. And the movie I chose is one that I just always have such a blast watching. It is Roger Corman's 1980, well, produced by Roger Corman, uh, directed by Barbara Peters, the 1980 Humanoids from the Deep. <laughs> 
And a quick IMDb synopsis, humanoid sea creatures start killing a fishing town's residents and raping their women. It's up to the townsfolk and a visiting biologist to fight back and fend them off. Uh, this movie's just a lot of fun. Yeah, it can get a little goofy at times. Um, you know, like uh, the, the, the creatures, the costumes for the creatures, uh, the, the, the stuntmen were originally wearing them. and They refused to wear them initially because they thought they looked too goofy. Uh, personally, I think they look all right. But, you know, I, I always say that, you know, this this fishing village, this is like a, a fishing village where a lot of the guys are like middle aged and have pot bellies. Yet every woman looks like they jumped off the pages of Playboy. <laughs> Crazy scenes. There's a scene involving a ventriloquist dummy in a tent uh, where he's this guy's with this girl and, and she's got her top off. But the, probably the most interesting thing about it is that um, the girl has uh, one hair color inside the tent. And when she runs out of the tent, her hair is changed to a completely different color. That's <laughs> because they filmed it two months later. And I guess, uh, you know, Roger Corman was pretty much like, I don't think anybody will be looking at her hair color anyway. True. Uh, but anyway... Yeah, but but it's a fun movie, and you have Vic Morrow doing what Vic Morrow does best. He's playing a bastard, and he's damn good in this movie. I think there are some genuine thrills and scares in this film. Um, and Roger Corman even said he was surprised how how audiences were screaming, especially at the ending, at the final reveal at the end of this movie. But it's such a blast. I really love this movie, Humanoids from the Deep. <laughs> Great start to a good theater experience. Bam. Thank you. Yeah. No, nothing like starting the night with with creepy, rapey <laughs> creatures. Creepy, rapey salmon. Um, uh, and and I believe from, they they sort of established that they were somehow uh, mutated from salmon. That's why I guess they swam upriver to get all these women. I love it. Okay, so that'll bring us now to the next set of trailers. Again, I'm sticking with the theme. Now, this is the this next group is stepping outside of horror. It's going to stay within exploitation and it has some pretty intense subject matter um but this one is the only grouping where i'm stepping outside the horror genre for this for this second group and the first trailer is for abel ferrara's miss 45 every day on every street in every city women are insulted abused
and after that, it's going to be um, the trailer for what I consider one of the ba- the great exploitation movies of the 70s. One of the great all-time great exploitation movies. Uh, there are two versions, one that was released in an X-rated hardcore version, which has a different title. But the one I'm going with is Thriller, They Call Her One-Eye, starring the great Christine Lindbergh. When cruelty knows no bounds, when evil knows no limits, revenge strikes with its most frightening power. They called her one eye, then ran for their lives. We've got a peck of trouble. Frigger killed one of her regular clients yesterday. And I'm betting she's out to get the three of us. They defiled her beauty. They robbed her of speech. They brutalized her body. And when they had finished, she used what was left to repay every blow with her own terrible kind of revenge. Find out where she's getting her stuff and set her up. Then get rid of her. Fearful nightmares, the most cruel sights you have ever seen cannot match the shock of this motion picture experience. Okay, so those two have a, a specific theme, and that's like a revenge. You know, um, uh, two individuals taking the law into their own hands. Now, they're, they're female-centric films for the trailer. Now, the movie I chose is not, but it does have taking the law into your own hands as its theme. Uh, it is William Lustig's 1982 film Vigilante. Now, William Lustig directed three films between 1980 and 1988. He started the 80s in 1980 with Maniac. Of course, it's a classic horror film. And in 1988, he gave us Maniac Cop. Well, in between those two horror classics, he did Vigilante, 1982, starring Robert Forster and Fred Williamson. Go to IMDb real quick uh, to give a synopsis. After his wife and son uh, get brutalized by a street gang and a corrupt criminal justice system puts the perpetrators back on the street, a New York City factory worker teams up with a vigilante group to find some measure of bloody justice. Uh, Robert uh, Forster plays the husband. Uh, Fred Williamson plays the leader of the vigilantes. Is every bit as gritty a movie as not as gritty as Maniac. I don't think anything's quite as gritty as Maniac. But it, this one comes damn near. And it's definitely um, on a level, maybe even a little grittier than uh, than Maniac Cop. Uh, but And it's got some some definite brutality to it. I mean, it is a tough picture to watch at times. Um, but I definitely recommend uh, checking it out. Uh, William Lustig, uh, in, in one of the commentaries, said he was, he was influenced by the Italian crime films of the 70s. And I definitely see Enzo Castellari's The Big Racket in this film. Hmm. Uh, so uh, that is my second grouping. I don't know if anybody has seen Vigilante. I have not. Me well, I have not either, but nothing like a gritty police serial murder kind of deal mm-hmm. that follows the uh, Policienza films. Uh, can't wait to see it. Yeah, oh, especially William it's, Lustig, it's, too. That's got me interested. So nice. Same here. All right. 
So that brings us now to the third grouping. First uh, trailer of this third group, the third entry in Lucio Fulci's uh, Gates of Hell, The House by the Cemetery. Stephen, where are you? Please answer me. Steve! In this house, what you don't know will hurt you. It was to be a getaway dream. It's becoming a runaway nightmare. Do you see anything? Some old steps going down. <coughs> he has been awaiting the arrival of his new guests. One by one, they are disappearing. One by bloody one. No! 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 When you move to this house, before you get locked in, read the fine print. Mommy, hurry! You may have just mortgaged your life. Due to the graphic nature of this film, no one under 18 will be admitted. House by the cemetery. <laughs> okay, and then that follows up with the trailer for Lamberto Baba's Demons. The preview you are about to watch is for a movie that is unlike any you have ever seen before. It is for a movie that goes beyond temporary fear to everlasting terror. It is a movie called Demons. Yes, the demons are coming, and they're coming for you. Warning, if you have the courage to see demons, sit near an exit. Otherwise, you might never get out. In your theater, who will survive the touch of the demons, and who will not? Demons. With music by Billy Idol, Motley Crue, The Adventures, Rick Springfield, and Saxon. This is no dream. This is happening right now. And it could be happening to you. They will make cemeteries their cathedrals, and the cities will be your tombs. Will you survive it? Demons. All right, so as you can see, the theme <clears throat> for those two movies is uh, 80s Italian horror. And for the movie, now this is uh, getting a little bit later. So I wanted to get a movie that's just going to grab people and it's going to have them like it's it's basically going to have their jaws hit the floor. Now, this is a film I watched for our top five of 1989. It did not make my list, but of all the movies I watched for that episode and including the ones that did make my list, this is the one I wanted to rewatch the most to, to see it again. 
because I couldn't stop thinking about it. And it is called Amok Train from 1989, also released as Beyond the Door 3. And uh, the quick synopsis, an introverted American student of Balkan descent travels to Yugoslavia as part of a school trip to witness an ancient pagan ritual, but the pagans hide a deadly secret. That gives you about one-tenth of what happens <laughs> in this movie. Um, these kids get end up in this village. Uh, the villagers turn on them. That They're there for this ritual. Uh, it has Bo Svensson playing a Yugoslavian professor. Um, it stars Mary Koner as Beverly. She's the main character. And the whole idea is, is that it, the, the ritual is somehow um, it's tied to Satanism. But these kids manage to escape from this small village, run down through the woods and get to a train tracks and hop a passing train. OK, so they're getting away. Some of them do. Some of them don't get to the train. So they're going off on their own and the rest of them are on the train. Well, the train becomes possessed. And I'm telling you, this train does not behave as any train you've ever seen before in your life. OK, I always thought a train had to travel on tracks. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> I'm telling you, this movie, every single turn from from the time the fire happens and these kids run out of this village. And that's maybe five, maybe maybe six, seven minutes into the movie. From that point on, this thing does not slow down. It is insane. And you are just scratching your head. Now, you some people will be just as prone to rolling their eyes at what they're seeing as scratching their head. I mean, there's a scene where like the train's out of control and a radio starts playing classical music. <laughs> well, people who are not even on the train or in the distance, they hear the classical music getting closer. Now, how are you going to do that on a moving train? But anyway, this movie gets wilder and wilder as it goes. It is, it is chaos to the 10th degree. And it actually got crazier the second time than I even thought it was the first time. So that is my number three movie. It's Amok Train, a.k.a. Beyond the Door 3. And I bought that DVD because of you, Dave, and I'm glad I did. <laughs> <laughs> you haven't yeah, had, watched it yet? or No, I have. Yeah, I watched it. And uh, like I said, I bought it specifically because you were oh, so okay. excited about it. So I went ahead and bought it, and, and I'm glad I did. I really am. It's this insane. is yet. This is yet another film I have not seen. So going to Dave's theater is going to literally be an <laughs> eye-opening experience for me. Oh, cool! Very cool. Yeah, no, this, Bill. I think you would you would like this. Now oh, it, yeah. it only has one quick scene of nudity in it. It's kind of an unforgettable <laughs> scene, to be honest with you. But it does have quite a bit of gore. Does it have some really fun kills? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Right up my um, alley. And I'm telling you, there are moments in this you're going to be saying, what the hell is going on? My kind of film. Yep. Okay, so now we're moving on to later in the evening, right after a mock train and everybody's settling down from that. Uh, I'm going to hit them with a trailer. The wonderful, classic American Werewolf in London. Did you hear that? I heard that. What was it? Could be a lot of things. Yeah? A coyote. There aren't any coyotes in England. I'm sorry I'm upsetting you, David, but you don't understand what's going on. I understand, all right. You're one of the undead, and I'm a werewolf. Yes, that's right. David, stop! 
I'm going to the police. Jack was right. Jack is dead. Yeah, Jack is dead, and six people are dead. There's going to be a full moon tonight. I'm going to the cops. Oh, be serious, would you? You can't let them go. Should the world know our business? It's murder, then. Then murder it is. Excuse me. I'm a werewolf. A werewolf? I make it American man stole my balloon. <laughs> what? The great lines a naked American man stole my balloon. Nailed <laughs> <laughs> the chuckle. I'm sorry, listeners. But it, I was I, naked man you, I was stole my red too. balloon. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> All right. So then we're going to follow that up with the trailer for a movie every bit as classic from 1987, I believe. Sam Raimi's Evil Dead 2. Four years ago, in this quiet forest, in this cozy cabin, something happened. Something so frightening. Something so deadly. Something so evil. We prayed it would never happen again. From the creator of Evil Dead comes Evil Dead 2. Well, the uh, the theme for this group is 80s horror comedies. 
And those are two classics. Now, the movie I'm choosing is not quite as classic, but I think it's one that a lot of people won't have seen. And um, it's it's fun. And I think it's one that's going to sort of keep your attention. It is from 1983, directed by Randall Badat, B-A-D-A-T. It is Surf 2. Uh, this movie... Um, Okay, the, the IMDb synopsis is a disgruntled nerd who was bullied in high school creates Buzz Cola, a soft drink that turns surfers into mindless zombies. And that's what this is. It's sort of a mashup of a surfer film and a, a zombie movie. Uh, it stars a, a very young uh, Eric Stoltz in what would be his second movie role right after his appearance in Fast Times at Ridgemont High, where he played a minor part. He plays a little bit more of a, he's one of the leads in this one. Him and his friend are surfers. They're waiting for the, the big surfing contest, but a body washes up on shore. And uh, the, the chief of police, uh, Chief uh, Boyardee, uh, is going to shut down, possibly shut down uh, the beach and uh, cancel the contest. Well, the, the nerd who was bullied is played by none other than the great Eddie Deason. Uh, he plays Menlo Schwarzer. And he turns out to be a genius. And with the help of um, the two lead characters, it's uh, Eric Stoltz and Bob. It's uh, Chuck and Bob. Their fathers are working for Menlo to create this Buzz Cola. And anybody who drinks it becomes a zombie. And one of the first persons, one of the first people who drink it and turns into a zombie uh, is played by Tom Villard. And people will remember him, of course. Uh, from some great 80s movies, but also from Popcorn. He played uh, a main character, uh, pretty much the uh, the uh, the chief uh, uh, villain in, uh, in 1991's Popcorn. Um, he's the first one turned into a zombie. This movie, it's insane. Now, it's called Surf 2. There is no Surf 1. All right? <laughs> they just called this movie Surf 2 for some reason. It's, I'm not going to say it's the best movie, but it has an interesting cast. Cleavon Little's in it. Uh, Ruth Buzzy's in it. Um, Ron Palillo, who played Horshack in Welcome Back Cotter, has a role in this movie. It has some interesting songs in it. It has the Beach Boys Surfing USA. It has Thomas Dolby, She Blinded Me with Science. Uh, the song Talk Talk by the band of the same name. But it's, it's kind of out there. It's not a movie that's going to make you laugh out loud. But it definitely has some WTF moments scattered uh, throughout it as well. There's an eating contest on the beach. See, what happens is um, that once they become a zombie, these zombies will eat and drink anything. So you have Tom Villard sitting there and Chuck and Bob's friend, who's this mute, is called Johnny Bighead, never talks, sits down across from Jocko. So you have a surfer challenging a zombie to an eating contest and they're eating everything. They're eating seaweed. They're eating trash that was thrown on the beach. They're picking up anything they get their hands on. They're trying to outdo each other, just ingesting this stuff. It's kind of a wild scene. Um, the writer director even knew he was not making a classic. As a matter of fact, uh, in the 2010 book, Destroy All Monsters, he was quoted as saying, we set out to make the most brain dead movie of all time. In that regard, I believe we succeeded. <laughs> it isn't a great movie or even a smart one. Uh, in fact, it's bad and sometimes kind of dumb, but it's in a fun way and it's always fun. I never stopped smiling as I was watching this movie. So that's my fourth film, Surf 2, from 1984. <laughs> 
I've not seen it, but God dang, if I don't need to see that damn movie because that poster art's fucking kick ass. It is. It's pretty insane. It's pretty insane. Um, like I said, you're not going to laugh out loud with it, but it's a uh, it's a fun film. I always thought so. Anyway, Dave, you've done it again. That's three in a row. I haven't seen it. <laughs> oh wow! All right. Well, this next one though, I'm pretty sure everybody's seen. I, as a matter of fact, I know for a fact everybody's seen it. But um, we're going to start with the trailer. The first, this is the last group. So we're getting late at night now. And now we're going to get a little later. We're going to step now into the 21st century. And the first trailer is for Wolf Creek. Captain's log. So far, no sign of intelligent life forms. Wow. Awesome. Looks like we might be spending the night. What the hell? Just stay in the car. What the bloody hell are you mob doing out here? <laughs> Scared the shit out of me. So long. Where did you move? <laughs> oh, I get around, you know. Never know where I might pop up. <laughs> what do you actually do? Oh, I can tell you. But then I'd have to kill you. The last trailer of the evening, followed up after Wolf Creek, is for what is one of my favorite movies of the 21st century, Rob Zombie's The Devil's Rejects. What police have uncovered reads like this. Words can't describe it. Are we here? We are playing on a level that most will never see. start to kill him. You best start it right here. So with the trailers all wrapped up, the last film of the night will start, and it is another one of my favorites. Now, those two trailers were both from the year 2005, and so is my film. It is Neil Marshall's The Descent. And going to IMDb for a quick synopsis, 
A caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by a strange breed of predators. This movie starts off and, and it, it sort of grabs you with um, the, there's a death right at the, the beginning there. Um, and then these friends go off and, and they go into a cave. Now, it, it is a monster movie, but what I like about this is it's it's almost in a way it reminds me of John Carpenter's The Thing in that, you know, before The Thing even gets there, there's tension. You got tension among these guys at this uh, this you know this uh, in this at this Arctic uh, camp um, where they just don't like each other. So then you throw a monster in, and the fact any one of them could be the monster, it just escalates it from there. The descent has you on the edge of your seat before these creatures ever show up because they get lost in this cave. Um, uh, the the one character, um, oh God, what's her name? Juno played by Natalie Mendoza. She's kind of an adventuress, and she guides all of her friends in there. They think they're going into this one cave, and she takes them into one that's never been explored. So they're going down passageways and through these tight spots that they don't even know if there's anything on the other side. They don't know if it's going to... They have no idea where they are in this cave, and there's a tension there. Then you throw these creatures in, these nocturnal creatures, and boy, does it escalate from there. I remember seeing this in, the the this in the theater, and it absolutely blew me away. So I think it's the perfect way to end this film festival with Neil Marshall's 2005 film, The Descent. Love that movie, dude. Such a atmospheric, uh, claustrophobic, just nightmare, dude. <laughs> I've seen it. I've seen it. Oh, I've seen this one. <laughs> and you know what? Because we're at the Colonial, known for the blob, we are going to end the night with everybody standing at the exit. We're going to throw the doors open, and we're going to do what they do on the first night of Blob Fest weekend. Everyone is going to run screaming into the streets from the theater <laughs> yes. as if running from the blob. Yes. <laughs> Uh, after after sitting for eight hours, I'm supposed to run out the front door. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we're doing this in February, you're going to want to run because you're going to be freezing your ass. I love it. I love it. I love it. Sounds great. Let me do a rundown once again. So here's what it was. We were at Colonial Theater in Pennsylvania. Uh, Dave's no first movie was 1980s Humanoids from the Deep. His second movie was 1982 Vigilante. His third movie was 1989's a mock train slash beyond the door three uh 19 his fourth movie was surf two from 1983 and closing out the night or early morning is 2005's the descent what a freaking night of movies my friend love it love it love it thank you and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, now i get to sit back and listen to everybody else's i can't wait <laughs> So let's do that, listeners, as we get ready to roll. We're going to a new theater, a new experience. It's a new night. Bill, take it away, my friend. Take it away. So as I said, when Dave first came out with this idea, I immediately got my brain a-going. And yes, I did make some alterations last week, but the sense of the movies that I got was essentially the same. I just kind of fine-tuned it a little bit. And mine is going to take place at the extremely historic theater in Toronto that has been around since 1894, Massey Hall. Wow. Massey Hall was mainly an, a theater where they had orchestras and they had symphonies. They have also had uh, exhibition boxing matches back in the day with 
uh, Jack Dempsey. They've had artists play there, such as Dizzy Gillespie, Charlie Parker, Pavarotti. Neil Young did a very famous album there, live in Massey Hall in 1971. Rush did their live album, All the World's a Stage. And the singer that's been there the most, over 150 times, was Mr. Gordon Lightfoot. I've been there multiple times to see concerts, and it's amazing. The acoustics, the old architecture, the sound. It's almost like going to a big old church and listening. It's an intimate uh, stadium that's maybe 5,000 seats at the most, and it overlooks the heart of downtown Toronto. So I think it's a perfect location for anybody that likes architecture, anybody that likes acoustics, and anybody that likes comfortable historical buildings. Now, the other layer that I added to this that Dave didn't have, and I'm not trying to show him up, I just happened to write it down, is I included what snacks I would have over the next Ooh. eight to 10 hours. Nice. And so the first thing is, is an unlimited supply of the energy drink of your choice. <laughs> because as everybody knows, I have it before every episode. And if I'm going to be there from eight to 10 hours, I might as well use the pisser and make good use of it. So <laughs> I'm going to get some energy drink in there. I need some energy. Next thing we're going to get is a Canadian snack that I've sent to Pearl and Greg. And that is the red Swedish berries. Mm. If you've never had them, they're little gummy Swedish berries, kind of like Swedish fish, but delicious. I, I need a bit of sustenance if I'm going to be there for that long. So I got a large Costco bag of trail mix. <laughs> and of course, I'm going to have multiple bags of 50 milligram cannabis gummies. <laughs> and I will probably pop 100 milligrams and just lay back and let things happen. <laughs> now, I, like Dave, chose my three movies at a time with a loose theme. So my first three are zombies, but not just zombie films. Zombies that kind of perform in the way of as if they're part of an army. So my first one, when I think of trailers, I think of some of those great old grindhouse 70s trailers. And one of the places that had the best ones was Italy. So my first one isn't technically an army, but they kind of act as an army as they're walking out. And that's Dr. Butcher, MD, also known as Zombie Apocalypse. No! Oh, don't do this to me, please, doctor. His name is Dr. Butcher, MD, medical deviate. He has perverted the science of medicine for his own maniacal means. <laughs> Dr. Butcher, MD. Medical deviant. You will die only to live again in a younger body. Then you can tell me if the operation was a success. What it's like to pass from life to death and death to life. See Dr. Butcher's diabolical surgery. You must have a psychopathic deviant in the hospital. Dr. Butcher loves New York. There are so many attractive patients to operate on. I could easily kill you now. But I'm determined to have your brain culmination of my career. Dr. Butcher, medical deviant. He loves to operate on beautiful women. I'm on the verge of discovering the key to, to increasing man's lifespan by over a hundred years. Prepare the operating table. 
I'm anxious to experiment on a male Caucasian brain. Well, the time has come for you to play your part in this momentous occasion. Science must surmount all obstacles, and this requires certain sacrifices. It will comfort you to know that generations to come will reap great benefits from my experiments. Dr. Butcher, M.D., medical deviant. He's a depraved, sadistic rapist, a bloodthirsty, homicidal killer. And he makes house calls. Dr. Butcher, M.D. I love the fact that the uh, trail line is sadistic, a killer, rapist. <laughs> yes. <laughs> The fact that this is a really bad guy. I was going to say that you could actually promote. Not only did he operate on women, but only beautiful women. Right. So (laughs) it's it actually is it's a fun film. It's one of those Italian. It is. It's good. Yeah. Now the second one I chose is one I saw for the umpteenth time not that long ago. It involves zombies. It involves Mr. Peter Cushing, and it involves Nazis. Yes, boys and girls, this is shockwaves. You are now in the deep end of horror. Shockwaves. Once they were almost human. You mean to say that what we all saw out there is just a mirage? It was a minor underwater disturbance, with a hot sky acting on a cold current coming from a mile down below. Something unknown, something unforeseen, something unspeakable lives below, and it lives to destroy. They have risen. We created the perfect soldier from cheap hoodlums and thugs in a good number of pathological murderers and sadists as well. We called them the Totem Corps, the Death Corps, creatures more horrible than any you can imagine. From beyond the dead, from beneath the living, from the depths of hell's ocean, everything they touch will die in the deep. Shock waves. Give me the flashlight. We'll be left with nothing but that oil lamp. You don't need it. I need all the help I can get out there. Now let me have it. The Masters of Shock, John Carradine and Peter Cushing. You are indeed very stupid. Now it is too late. Now the total horror has begun. Now there is no way out. Now the ocean becomes a graveyard. The 
faster you run, the quicker you die. Because once they were almost human. Shockwaves. The deep end of horror. All righty. Now that we have you warmed up, ladies and gentlemen, mm -hmm. we're going to get you involved with Nazi zombies again, but not on a tropical island in the middle of some snow. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sit back, relax, get the gummies ready for dead snow. Now, my next triplet of films are ones that I thought I'd try to get a little creative, a little cute here. And I want you to get the horror experience for a horror movie set within a theater. Because we're in this grand old theater, you might as well feel the claustrophobia of other people suffering in a theater. So the first one you're going to get is a giallo that I've seen multiple times and love. It's a little bit out there, but you're going to enjoy it, I think. The trailer is called The Killer Reserved Nine Seats. <laughs> If your theory is right, then the killer's someone who knows literally everything about this theater. You've been here before, haven't you? You're right. I spent a whole night here on exactly this date, a hundred years ago. Doris! Yes, where is she? She's disappeared. No, Rebecca, stay here. Don't be a fool. Doris! Doris! I think we'd better call the police. One of us must have killed her. Police, hello? It's obviously out of order. I'll go into the village and get them. Don't disappear in a puff of green smoke. No, it's not out of order. The lines are cut. You're not a bit scared, are you? No. The only thing to be scared of is that which is unknown. And I already know what is going to happen. yourself to be a barbarian. I mean, here's this beautiful theater that you actually own, and nobody uses it. Well, the minute you and Patrick get back from your honeymoon, all you gotta do is persuade him you need a place to rehearse and open it up. Duncan, do you realize this is your chance to show the world you can have the part of the male lead tonight? You're being very quiet tonight. Doesn't your mistress let you open your mouth? You know, there's one thing about you I've never liked, Russell. You think you're so clever, but you're not. You're just stupid. Well, this time the killer left a visiting card by the look of it. No one tries to kill without a motive. Well, it's not difficult to think of a motive for every one of you. Meaning me, Papa? Come on, Patrick. Let's get away from here. Someone tried to kill you a few minutes after we got here. I've had enough, Duncan. I can't take all this. I'm scared. Oh, come on, Lynn. For God's sakes, pull yourself together. Ah! 
that got you warmed up you're gonna get really excited for the next horror within a theater one that we reviewed in our 80s series of films not that long ago that's michael suave's stage fright Apparently, a lot of screaming happens in theaters. <laughs> <laughs> now, my third, I was going to say, my third one is one where Dave, in his previous incarnation, gave us the trailer. I am now going to deliver with the actual movie. We're going to watch Demons. Nice. All righty. Now, I know everybody here has seen it. It's going to be exciting. Just don't go to the bathroom with a pimple. <laughs> <laughs> Now, and never take a mask in the lobby because if it pricks you, you're dead. <laughs> now, the third triumvirate of films I'm going to do is my little bit of Canadiana. We're in the capital of Ontario. We were in a grand old theater. And I thought, I'm not going to necessarily go for the obvious choices. I will go for ones that just bring a little smile to my face. And the first one is about a pervy kid. Hmm. where there's a hole in a in the back of a forest things that he dumps there and things that he finds there 
We're talking about 1981's The Pit. a huge hole in the ground and at the bottom of the hole down in the dark there's some things no one else in the whole world knows about them but you she's pretty really pretty well then she's, she's just, just what we've been waiting for isn't she Alrighty, now next we're gonna go to a film that is one of my favorites it's totally canadian there is no doubt about that but a sci-fi horror movie that mr john kramer owns a little bit of thanks to an oh a debt of gratitude that is cube Six rooms high, and 26 rooms across, 17,576 rooms. Does anybody remember how they got here? Why would they throw innocent people in here? Are we being punished? There's a way in here, so there's got to be a way out. Do you think they'd go to all the trouble to build this thing if we could just walk out? Take a good long look around. But I got a feeling it's looking at us. We have about three days without food and water before we're too weak to move. We just want to wake up. I looked in a room down there and something almost cut my head off. Motion detectors integrated into the walls. Up to spot. We're not getting out of here. Yes, we are. There is no way out of here. We need to get around the trap. They're identified by crime numbers. We'll figure it out. I can't. I'm not dying in a rat maze. No more talking. No more guessing. You gotta save yourself from yourselves. What the hell is going on? We haven't been moving in circles, the runes have. We are the key. The cube is us. But 
will they survive? (laughs) 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 Who knows? Who's if I had to be put on the spot with mental math, I don't know how well I would do. Now, my movie that we're about to watch is how could I do a segment on Canadiana without Mr. David Cronenberg? And I'm going to give the one that's the most claustrophobic, the one that involves a disease, a social disease, starring, among others, Miss Barbara Steele. Knowing Mr. Cronenberg, it also alludes to other things, but I'm going to let you watch to figure it out if you haven't. Shot in an apartment complex on the island outside Montreal, this is Shivers. Nice. <laughs> Alrighty, my next triple play happens to do with Canada only in the sense of all these three movies are a subgenre that I really enjoy, and that is cold weather horror. Now, the first one I'm going to choose is a slasher. It's a lot of fun. Mr. John Vernon plays one big prick in this one. Hmm. there is a mask involved and an ice skating scene. And if you haven't seen it, I highly advise you get back and enjoy this one. The trailer is for Curtains. Behind every curtain, someone is waiting. Someone is watching. Someone is hiding. What waits behind the curtains is exciting, frightening, sensual, terrifying, and bizarre. Curtains reveal what you expect and what you don't. What a great line. The ultimate nightmare. <laughs> For real. After you see the monster truck coming down Bigfoot. <laughs> <laughs> My second film isn't so much a horror so much as it's part of the movement in the 70s of disaster flicks. Now, everybody knows a lot of the big disaster flicks, Airport and uh, The Towering Inferno. And Roger Corman wanted to get in on the act. Now, Roger Corman has a limited budget, but he does have a lot of connections, so he got some pretty big names, including Miss Mia Farrow, Mr. Rock Hudson, and Mr. Robert Forster. This is not a fantastic movie, but it is a good time. I watch it every now and then just when I want to smile, and that is 1978's Avalanche. High in the Colorado Rockies, a thunderbolt of snow rockets down a mountainside at over 200 miles an hour. 
No one has ventured here until now. I opened up this magnificent country for myself and for anybody who wants to join me. He built a vacation paradise to match his dreams. The environmentalists, they say I'm destroying the environment. You got a storm coming in tonight and people all over that slope. Now, I don't know how you can ignore that hazard. The entrepreneur built a resort. The environmentalist wanted it out of his valley. Between them was a mountain of ice and a woman. She came back to the man she had loved to find instead... Wild man of the mountain. ...the man she wanted. What's going on with you? Nothing. I'm fine. You just met the guy this afternoon. Towering above them all, a mountain ready to explode in a shattering blast of white fury. One man's mistake started the avalanche. And I move with my judgment. against 20,000 tons of icy terror. Avalanche. There you go, Dave. What do you think about watching Avalanche? I, I, I've seen that, and um, you're right. It's it's not great, but it is fun. And it's, right. it is Roger Corman. Um, and I, what I always think of is that Rock Hudson was in that movie. You know, <laughs> if you've ever heard of a movie that gets doing it just for the money, it's got to be a Roger Corman. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. That that's probably why probably why most people do it. It's like when someone's asked Michael Caine, "Why are you in the hand?" It's not a good movie. He goes, "Well, I never watched the movie, but I did look at the garage it paid for." That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly these stars. Right. But my movie that I'm going to have everybody watch is about a small town in Ontario dealing with a virus that spread in the most imaginative of ways, and it features the Sunshine Chopper. Yes, it's probably one of the best written and atmospheric zombie films where you don't actually see much of the zombies, and that's Pontypool. Mm. And for my third, or for my third, for my fifth set of triplets, I thought I would go Lovecraftian. Because by this point, those gummies have kicked in. <laughs> and you need the auditory and the visual stimuli to really get the full effect. And nothing says stimuli more, Mr. H.P. Lovecraft. So I have three H.P. Lovecraft-inspired films to get through. And one is one that we literally just looked at for 1970 that I had seen for the first time and loved. And I think everybody should want to get teased with it if you don't remember. And that is the best set of hair, <laughs> the Dunwich Horror. The nights are darker. And night is when it happens in the Dunwich Horror. 
forces of darkness and repossess the earth. The Dunwich Horror, based on H.P. Lovecraft's terrifying tale of those who explore the unspeakable. Starring Sandra Dee, Dean Stockwell, Academy Award winner Ed Begley, Sam Jaffe. History of Horrendipity, written here. The love story of a girl looking to the future. The boy dedicated to the mysteries of the past. He invokes the unspeakable. She invites it. You're one of us now. Depthless paradise of terror, where fear eternal lives. And the dead come to life. I've never heard anything like that. Alrighty, if that hasn't got you warmed up enough. The next one is a Lovecraftian-inspired film about a police officer that shows up at a hospital and finds there's much more waiting outside than sick people. And that is The Void. Haven't you ever wished to save someone beyond saving? No matter what the cost. This is uncharted territory. The body has to adjust, of course. We weren't built for this kind of thing. You'd be surprised at the things you find when you go looking. There is something calling them all here. If those people get in here, what are we supposed to do? You saw it? What was that? Okay, now if that doesn't have your juices a-flowing, practical effect and Lovecraftian enough, I'm going to choose the film that I can't believe it was my number one film back in 2019. It's been five years. But this one is a visual delight. It's got ambient sounds. It's got color changes. And Mr. Tommy Chong. (laughs) We're going to be watching Color Out of Space. (laughs) Nice. Dude, I'm on such a trip right now. <laughs> I'm yeah, seeing walls. Want... I'm melting in front of me right now. <laughs> Love it. And is that is that the gummies or is that your cat? Both. <laughs> I would say the gummies. God dang, what a what a trip of a a lineup and, of movies. And Dave had us screaming at the doors. I'm going to be typical Canadian fashion. We're going to 
walk up the stairs politely, <laughs> go to the Toronto uh, Nathan Phillips Square, which is just outside which is the main square downtown. And then we're going to hop onto the Toronto TTC streetcar. And of course, in Canadian fashion, complain about the inefficiency of the service. <laughs> <laughs> As it slip slides along the freezing path that it will take across the track. <laughs> and now I give to the better half in this operation, Miss Pearl Morgan. And before we do that, <laughs> let's do Bill's lineup one more time. Massey yeah. Hall. And it was 2009's Dead Snow was his first movie. Second movie was 1985's Demons. Third movie was 1975's Shivers. Fourth movie was 2008's Pontypool, and his fifth movie was 2019 Color Out of Space. There is Bill's lineup. And I I, I think starting with Dead Snow is pretty brilliant. I thought that was was a great choice starting off with Dead Snow because, man, what a movie that is. Um, And you know what? With... With early Cronenberg, I find myself going back and forth between Rabbit, Rabbit and Shivers, but I think I probably prefer Shivers at this point. That is a really good movie. I love it. Yeah, I think Rabbit is probably a better made movie, but I think Shivers is a more, not really fun, but a more uh, engaging film. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I love it. Well, stay tuned. We got a quick break, and we'll be right back. And now for a little intermission, enjoy the play. It's intermission. Rise and stretch time. Time to refresh yourself and visit our snack bar. Got a yen for hot popcorn? Your favorite soft drinks are sparkling cold. The juicy Frank sizzling hot. There's delicious coffee freshly brewed. And all kinds of ice cream and candy to tempt you. Showtime will be announced loud and clear to get you back to your car in time. So stretch your legs. Come to the snack bar now. It's time to stretch and fetch. See what's cooking at our refreshment counter. You'll find your favorite foods and beverages, plus many new goodies to tempt your appetite and add to your evening's pleasure. Everything's the finest quality. So treat yourself now. Nine minutes to go to showtime. Popcorn rich with hot melted butter. All kinds of candy. Sparkling soft drinks. Steaming hot coffee. Steamed or grilled hot dogs. Crispy hot fresh french fries. Eight minutes to go to showtime. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, may I help you? Uh, I'd like two of those, please. 
Hot dogs? Yes, sir. And three of those, and one of those, and five bars of these, and a cup of that nice hot liquid. Uh, coffee. Uh, coming right up. Oh, and two bags of those peculiar white puffy material. Uh, you mean our crunchy popcorn. Uh, uh, shall I wrap that for you, sir? Oh, that's all right. My saucer's just outside. <laughs> they come from miles to enjoy our intermission. Seven minutes to go to showtime. Hot popcorn just popped. Fresh roasted peanuts. How about a pizza? None better anywhere. Sizzling hamburgers grilled to your taste. We've a large assortment of freshly made sandwiches. Six minutes to go to showtime. I'm sorry, sir. This is a private mountain. But I only wanted this it. mountain is reserved for patrons of drive-in theaters. But, 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 but it's I... a supply depot for all sorts of good things, which people can get at the snack bar, like soft drinks, hot dogs, good hot coffee, candy bars of all kinds, delicious popcorn, and refreshing ice cream treats. But I am a patron of this five in. Well, why didn't you say so? Be our guest. to go. Ah, hello there. Give the demonstration of my new invention, the goodies machine. Special for patrons of this drive-in, the machine turns out delicious hot doggies one after the other. And thirst-quenching sodas also. Gives popcorn of the most tasty kind, plain and buttered. Candy too, crunchy and dandy. Steaming hot coffee and ice cream too. These goodies are at a snack bar, just waiting for you. to go to showtime. As everyone knows, rainbows usually have a treasure at the end. Let's follow this one and see if we can find the pot of gold. Arthur, I suppose you've come to claim me treasure. Well, we'd like to see the gold first. Faith in this better than gold in here, me lad. No, no, just look here, no. 
Candy, refreshing soft drinks, popcorn, ice cream, piping hot coffee, delicious hot dogs. Well, that's some treasure, but anyone can buy luscious treats like these at the snack bar of their drive-in theater. You don't tell me! Uh, do you suppose you could get me a job as a snack bar attendant? thinning out at the snack bar, folks, and there are still three minutes till showtime. You can easily make it for something that'll just hit the spot. How about it? Don't waste a second of refreshment time. You'll find such an appetizing assortment of refreshments at the snack bar, you won't be able to decide what to ask for first. All of your snack bar favorites are there, including fresh peanuts, hot popcorn, and candy of all kinds. And believe us, you've never eaten better hot dogs, crisper french fries, or more delicious buttered popcorn. to go to the snack bar for a quick refresher before showtime. No crowds to buck, just go get it. You'll be sorry you missed your chance to enjoy some of the many tempting goodies waiting for you. Stretch your legs now while the stretching's good. There's still time to get a mouth-watering hot dog, a sparkling ice-cold soda, assorted flavors of ice cream, all kinds of candy, the most delicious steaming hot coffee you ever drank, and freshly popped popcorn piping hot. Make a beeline for the snack bar right now to quench your thirst. One minute left to top off the evening with a treat from our snack bar. Still time if you hurry. Last call for refreshments, folks. Go right this second to get something good to eat and drink to enjoy now or during the rest of the show. The finest quality ingredients are in the fixings of the delicious foods you'll find waiting to tempt your appetite at the snack bar. Extra special good hamburgers, wonderful donuts, ice-cold, thirst-quenching drinks. Pizza generously sliced, steaming hot, fresh coffee, ice cream in many flavors. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. All right, we're back now. I hope everybody enjoyed that fun little treat. So let's head over to the Twisted Temptress Pearl now. Hi, everybody. Hi. <laughs> you know, recently in here in Wilmington, our classic AMC theater permanently closed. So guess who took over it <gasps> and made it their own? Ooh, I like it, I like it. <laughs> No longer AMC, people, but welcome to Terrorvision Theater. <laughs> Tonight we have a film festival of five movies, two trailers before each one, 
and intermission between each one you will enjoy on the left a whole classic arcade room for your pleasure and on the right candy central <laughs> of course yes <laughs> where you have more than 50 variety of candies and chocolates and cotton candy don't laugh at me just like candy, I'm sorry. And when you brought up candy, I'm like, 50 varieties, and I've tried 70 of them. She had to pare it down. I love it, I love it. But the best part is, for only $40, you get to enjoy large popcorn, large drink, and, and all the food you can get into while being there. Only if you're present for the whole five movies. <laughs> <laughs> for the first trailer... Going back to 1985, a little darkness, a little fantasy, some magic swamps, unicorns, and dwarfs. And this is legend. Something really special that I've been promising to show you. Always go now, because I'll be here for a short while. Don't you trust me? They rule the earth. Evil can never harm the pure of heart. light without darkness <laughs> <laughs> now for my next trailer you got a bunch of children who discover an old pirate map and as they search for the lost treasure they come up a lot against a lot of dangerous obstacles let's just say goonies never die <laughs> and it's goonies Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. Time, Chunk. Hey, my friend, the map. Whoa, you guys realize what we could do? Well, I don't want to go on any more of your crazy Goonie adventures. Meet Mikey. I gotta go to the Brand. Andy. Shame, shame. Oh, come on, Brand. Slip with the tongue. That's disgusting. No, I can't even look. Mouth. Get out from behind me! 
Stephanie. Data. Chunk. They call themselves the Goonies. They've stumbled onto a legend, but they're not alone. Chunk, I hope that was your stomach. No. Discover what they uncover. Rubies and emeralds and diamonds. The lost map. The secret caves. Treacherous traps. Hello, Sheriff. I'm at the Lighthouse Lounge. And I want to report a murder. Just like that last prank about all those little creatures that multiply when you throw water on them. Take the oath. Join the adventure. As Steven Spielberg presents The Goonies, a Richard Donner film. And the first feature presentation is Bright Night. (laughs) (laughs) I am shocked. I know, right? (laughs) Love it. Okay, for my next trailer, you got two teenage kids who see a comet crash outside of a sleepy small town mall. They investigate and discover there's a murder aliens. What kind of aliens you say? Killer clowns from outer space. It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Did you see that? Something different. It's not a shooting star. Here. Why now? Why clowns? <laughs> They've been knocking them dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off? <laughs> <laughs> Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. Uh-oh. They want to play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. 
What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. Now for my second trailer. A mysterious gas brings the dead back to life in this Brain Munchin sequel inspired by George Romero's zombie trilogy. It is Return of the Living Dead 2. A deadly experiment. A freak accident. A secret that will be carried to the grave as the horror classic is reborn. Return of the Living Dead, Part 2. Jesse will be the first to know. Billy will be the first to go. We've got to get out of here. Get to our phone. Seven of the Living. Against an army of the dead, starved for life. It was safe to be dead. And after some killer clowns and some zombies returning from the dead, now we go into the second feature film, Night of the Demons. Oh, I'm having a blast. <laughs> That's awesome. I like your we get, We're getting lots of ooey gooey, and we're getting lots of zombies. We're getting a lot of fun. These are great popcorn films. Yeah. And especially Night of the, uh, Return of the Living Dead Part Two. I love the fact that you had those two guys back, um, but they're they're instead of working in in the uh, to, instead of working in that whatever that was that that uh, that warehouse. Now they're crooks. Yeah. yeah. They're playing two different characters, but they're still a team. I love yeah. that. Hmm. Okay, so for my third trailer here, strange things are happening on the California coast. They discover, one discovers a mutilated corpse, while another stumbles upon dark secrets upon the town. We are coming into the fog. John Carpenter's The Fog. This is KAB Antonio Bay. Stevie Wayne here, and let me be the first to wish Antonio Bay a happy birthday. We're 100 years old today. And keep a watch out for that fog bank heading in from the east. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unknown came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Oh, Jesus. 100 years ago, between midnight and one, something unnatural came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Years 
days ago, between midnight and one, something evil came out of the fog. Now it has returned. Who's there? The fog. Antonio Bay has a curse on it. We're all cursed. There's no water got in here, but something off a coal pin. I think I'll go to Vancouver now. Where's the fog now? Well, it should be right outside my door now. Oh, there's something different about this fog. Dan, stay away from the door! Someone listen to me! Get inside and lock your doors. Close your windows. There's something in the fog. from the fog. From the creator of Halloween, the ultimate experience in terror and suspense. John Carpenter's The Fog, starring Adrian Barbeau, Jamie Lee Curtis, John Houseman, Janet Lee as Kathy Williams, and Hal Holbrook as Father Malone. The fog. What you can't see won't hurt you. It will kill you. Between midnight and one, it will find you. Well, that one was a long Ooh. doozy. <laughs> <laughs> a good one, though. And for the next one, Camp Crystal Lake has a history of murder, but that doesn't stop the counselors from having a summer camp. That's until they find themselves stalked by a brutal killer. This is Friday the 13th. Hello? Who is that? Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess?
Friday, the 13th. You may only see it once, but that will be enough. Friday, the 13th. Makes me not want to go camping. <laughs> That's a perfect film for a theater festival kind of thing with a, yes, a, it a, is. a marathon. It's mm-hmm. perfect. And it's I, I love in the, when they do it with these um, slashers where they're showing it from the killer's perspective, point of view. And the person they're talking to, oh, it's you. What are you doing here? Good to see you. <laughs> you know, sort of keep the mystery alive. Yeah. Poor Kevin Bacon. Right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so for, uh, hopefully everyone, everybody's had their refills, their sodas, because this next one, you ain't going to want to miss a moment of it. My third feature film, The Shining. Ooh. I love that damn movie. <laughs> so my for my fourth trailer we're going to the hospital emergency room where dr daniel chalice and ellie grimbridge the daughter of the murder victim uncovered a terrible plot by the small town mask maker this one's halloween three season of the witch you don't really know much about halloween halloween the barriers will be down between the real and the unreal. And the dead might be looking in. The last great one took place 3,000 years ago when the hills ran red. Halloween, You happen to know anything about this Cochrane? All I can tell you, mister, is watch out. Season. He's watching you, friend, I guarantee you that. Hey, Mr. Cochran, just what is the final process? Fellas, I was just kidding. Witchcraft. To us, it was a way of controlling our environment. Hey! Where are they taking her? They're taking her to the factory. I want a mask. Can I have a mask? Uh, Just what I had in mind for you, little buddy. Why, Cochran? Why? Do I need a reason? I've got nothing here to indicate there was ever a body at all. Operator, this is an emergency. I do love a good joke, and this is the best ever. A joke on the children. I'm glad you'll be able to watch it. You've got to believe me. They're going to kill us. All of us. Stop it! The world's going to change tonight, Doctor. Happy Halloween. Stop it! Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the night no one comes home. And for my next trailer, you're going to think twice after seeing this. You're going to want to make sure who you're sitting next to. We're going to get cold for a little while here. We're going to the Antarctic, where a group of American research scientists are disturbed by a base camp by a helicopter shooting a sled dog, where they take in the dog and it brutally attacks both the human beings and the canines in camp, only to discover that the beast can assume the shape of its victims. It is the thing. Mayday. Mayday. 
film we are gonna be watching poltergeist Ooh, nice damn <laughs> <laughs> so for my fifth trailer we're into a tv journalist who is traumatized by a particular serial murderer undergoing therapy she's taken to a place not so well for her therapeutic needs Instead, she finds herself involved even more into a supernatural circumstances. This is the howling. What do you see? The howling. Somewhere in the city. In this human jungle. It begins. Just try. He's right there. What do you see? What's there, Karen? What do you see, Karen? What's there? Somewhere in these woods, in this primal, sensuous, secret place, lies an experience too terrifying for words. And now, anyone can do is watch and wait. Night, I'm going to show you something. Make you believe. The Howling. <laughs> Good call. I like that film. I really mm. do. I do too. Yes. <laughs> and it's got the stamp of approval because it has Mr. John Carradine, right? And Dick Miller. <laughs> yeah, I think this was. I think this was one of only seventy-three he made that year. <laughs> <laughs> but at forty bucks each, that's uh, right. not bad. He's still had a pretty good year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now for my 
final last trailer. This is the first of the Sam Raimi's trilogy where you have Ash and his girlfriend and three pals hike into the woods in the cabin and to have a fun night away. The Necromonicon is reawakened by a certain someone who doesn't say the words right. <laughs> this is the Evil Dead. Girlfriend, you take care of her. Terrorvision Theater's final flick of the night. This one will have you stick stick to the road, beware of the moon, stay on the road, keep clear of the moors. This one is an American werewolf in London. <laughs> nice. Nice. What a Beauty. fucking good night of movies and trailers. <laughs> yeah, that is. Some classics there. <laughs> that seems like a blast. I, I, I suddenly like taking the path less traveled. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I love it, love. That's, that's, that's a great choice. And for the ending, you mm -hmm. know, once everyone is walking out, I hope they can take their best photo face because once they're out the door, I am going to unleash every person, zombie, werewolf, to run after them. Every character they watched on, on the <laughs> movies. I'm having people dressed up and scared the shit out of them. So as they're running out of the theater, I hope they have the best screaming face on. <laughs> Here to help you quickly to your car. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, if, if they're chasing me after nine hours in the theater, I ain't making it far. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll, we'll bring more paramedics. Because yeah, I'm telling you, my ass is numb. <laughs> I'm fucked. <laughs> Well, cool. Let's give it out. Pearl was at Terror Vision Theater. Her first movie was 1985's Fright Night. Second movie was 1988's Night of the Demons. Third movie was 1980's The Shining. 
The fourth movie was 1982's Poltergeist, and she finished the night out with 1981's An American Werewolf in London. Nice. <laughs> wow. Love it. Alrighty. Alrighty. So we've had three wonderful nights of matinee cinema. Now it's time to get to Greg Amortis's night of cinema. And we're going to Mount Airy, my hometown, where I was born and raised in Mount Airy, North Kaki Lacky. That's right. We're going back because Pearl and I have purchased the uh, original drive-in theater there that Greg Amortis was able to see Star Wars originally and where I was able to see Mad Max and where I was able to see Purple Rain with Prince in it. Oh, so many fucking classic movies I've seen at this drive-in theater. And then it was shut down. But, oh, Pearl and I have reopened it. Uh, and it is right before you get to Mount Airy Galax exit. So, yeah, if you're going toward Mount Airy or Galax, Virginia, you're going to the Bright Leaf Theater drive-in. That's right. Keep in mind, this is fake. There is no theater there. <laughs> <laughs> this is imaginary. This is only imaginary. But, yes, it is the Bright Leaf Theater. We're calling it Flashback Cinema. And here is my movies for now. Let's go to the trailers first because we want to do that. So the first trailer, now keep in mind, it's a dark night. It's a very warm night because, you know, that's the way we roll. So what I want you to do is get your window cracked, put your little speaker box in there because, yeah, we're old school. We're doing the speaker box in the window. Mm -hmm. I'm setting the mood. It's dark. It's creepy. Oh, but it's all so sweet. So what I have done tonight, I've got a theme rolling. And Dave helped me with this because I was originally going to go with the Universal Monsters. And that's where I was going to roll. Everything was going to be Universal Monsters. And mm -hmm. then there was another thought. And my other thought was going through the decades, which is what we're going to do tonight. So you're going to journey right. through cinema with Greg and Mortis. And what I have chosen is the most influential films of the decades. So let's start with 1960s. Now, these trailers are not the most infamous, but I will play these trailers to build up the suspense <laughs> for the movie. First one up is a trailer for Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. <laughs> Try and understand. I really loved you. <laughs> I could kill you! Charlotte. <laughs> stand being alone here all these years but why not what's so impossible about that it's not very often we have a homicide and never able to find the victim's head and hand where do you suppose i keep them haven't you guessed in here a memento of my sinful romance my lover's hand Nice to live alone, have a habit of creating company for themselves. I think she never fully accepted John Mayhew's death. John. Sometimes she speaks of him as if he was still alive. Don't turn on the light. It's not real when it's light.
And that is our first trailer, Hush Hush Sweet Charlotte. Once again, follow the theme. Next one up is a film that was almost chosen by Greg and Mortis tonight, but it wasn't quite there. So let's go to Peepin' Tom. Mark, what do you do? I work in a film studio. I hope to be a director very soon. Here. Murder. All this filming isn't healthy. Mark? Don't be shy. What are these films you can't wait to look at? My interest is in the fear. Have you gone crazy? Yes. Whatever I photograph, I always lose. And that was Peepin' Tom. So the first feature film tonight is one of the most influential films of all time. But for 1960, it's none other than Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Never heard of it. Never heard of it. <laughs> that Bill says, never heard of it. Very uh, cool. All right, so now we're going to move into the 70s decade and we're going to go to our first trailer many will know many will come but you better get a bigger boat there is a creature alive today who has survived millions of years of evolution without change without passion and without logic it lives to kill a mindless eating machine it will attack and devour anything. It is as if God created the devil and gave him jaws. From the best-selling novel, Jaws. Maybe too intense for younger children. <laughs> too intense. Maybe right. too intense for younger children. <laughs> well, it was for one young boy on the beach. I'll tell you that. Much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go to the Sackett trailer of our Sackett group and love, love, love this movie. Here we go with the town that dreaded sundown. Samuel P. Fuller, age 24. Linda Mae Jenkins, age 19. Brutally attacked March 3rd, 1946. Howard W. Turner, 29. Emma Lou Cook, 17. Bodies discovered in a wooded area on March 24th. Roy Allen, 17. Peggy Loomis, 15. Both found dead April 14th in Spring Lake Park. Floyd Reed, age 34. Murdered in his home on May 3rd. Mrs. Reed shot twice, but survived. This man's identity is unknown. He was believed to be between 30 and 40 years old. He wore a white hood and was known only as the Phantom Killer. World War II had just ended. In Texarkana, Arkansas, boys had come home to their families. Husbands reunited with their wives. 
It was a happy, peaceful time. Until the phantom killer struck. For four months, he held an entire city in the icy grip of terror. Now, Charles B. Pierce brings this incredible, shocking, and true story to the screen in The Town That Dreaded Sundown, starring Academy Award winner Ben Johnson as Captain J.D. Morales of the Texas Rangers. I got a cold-blooded killer here, a man who nobody sees, a phantom who so far hasn't made any mistakes. Andrew Prine as Deputy Norman Ramsey of the Texarkana Sheriff's Department. The only thing we really do know is that we've got a very strange person on our hands. <laughs> the Town That Dreaded Sundown. A true story. Bam, and there you go. Now that you're freaked out a little bit you're looking around the corner you're you're looking in the back seat you're you're making sure nobody's sneaking up beside you let's go to probably the most influential film of all time it is the was the highest grossed independent film of all time and of course it's 1978 john carpenter's halloween because there will be no let me sit Mm -hmm. down for a second here because i i I, you bowled me over by choosing halloween No, Greg, the question is, which version are you going to show? See, that's the question. And I'm going with the old VHS rip. I'm going with the old grainy look of what it was originally for in cinema, drive-in theater experience. I want the grain. I want the dirty grit, darkness, and that's what you're getting tonight. So now that you're really freaked out, we've done giving you two films now. Let's go to our third set of trailers. Uh, There's a theme here. And that is the man that did the the actual makeup effects. Oh yeah, let's go to the first trailer, The Prowler. It was 1945, the night of the graduation dance. The war overseas had just ended. The terror at home Roy. was about to begin. Roy? Come on, kid, don't play hard to get. What about New Year's Eve? Well, that was different. I couldn't help myself. The Prowler. If he wants you, he'll get you. Tonight, the terror begins again. They never found out who did it. It had to be someone in town, someone who knew that she was called Rose. And Mark, that guy still might be around here. Oh, man, I don't believe this. You're talking about something that happened over 30 years ago. Whenever the time was right, he'd come back. The Prowler. If he wants you. He'll get you. Night after night, he waited for her. The prowler. If he gets you, you'll wish you were dead. 
You may think you're safe, but you're dead wrong. The Prowler, coming soon. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're getting some good gore now. You're getting your blood and guts. You got Mr. Savini? Yes. Mr. Savini with what I think some of his best work. Absolutely. And now we're going to go to another campy slasher film for my next trailer, and it is The Burning. This summer, if you're planning to go camping, don't. If you're looking forward to midnight swims, don't. Sneak on back to the campsite. Get some matches. Build us a hot fire. And if you're thinking about being with someone where no one can see you, don't. Because this summer, a legend of terror isn't just a campfire story anymore. They say he smashed his way through the bunk room door, just a mass of flames. Cried out. I will return. I will have my revenge. Lives on whatever he can catch. Right now, he's out there, watching, waiting. Who's there? What happened one summer five years ago is about to happen again. And again. And again. The Burning. Uh, as Halloween from 1970s brought in the slasher craze, kind of gave us the blueprint to roll with, 1980s was run by this certain movie that everyone run off of, and that is the camp film, 1980, Friday the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going into the decade of the 1990s. And let's go to a little trailer here of a film that'll have you thinking about bees. We're going to Candyman. Of course, all anyone has been talking about today, FanDuel is heading to North... Have you ever heard of Candyman? If you look in the mirror and you say his name five times... In cities everywhere... Candyman? They whisper his name... Right. Candyman. It's just a story. Candyman. Candyman. Just a ghost story. Candyman. An entire community starts attributing the daily horrors of their lives to a mythical figure. The legend first appeared in 1890. He was attacked, mutilated, and burned to death. Poor Candyman. <laughs> Helen, a woman died in there. Leave it. Everyone knows he isn't real. That's modern oral folklore. Everyone. Except Helen Lyle. Where did I think? It ain't safe around here. That don't scare too easy. Want to know about Ruthie Jean? They ain't never gonna catch him. Who? Candyman. Who is that? I do I know you? Now she is about to discover. Helen? Get out! Get out! 
behind the mystery? You're sick. What's behind the legend? Listen, he's under the bed! And most terrifying of all... Come with me. What's behind the mirror? He's here. Candyman, you don't have to believe. Just beware. Now, as you're looking in your rearview mirror after you mistakenly and very stupidly said Candyman five times in the rearview mirror, now you're looking behind you because you're freaked out thinking, Candyman's coming for you. Candyman's coming for you. We go to Urban Legend. Last week, we discussed folklore. Today, we get more specific. This is what we call an urban legend. Contemporary folklore passed on as a true story. Something you might have heard about seeing pop rocks and soda. Supposedly, your stomach and your intestines burst. Voila, still alive. Mr. Brooks, please. He's going to explode! Somebody call 911! <laughs> they are the legends we've all heard. Gang members drive around at night with their headlights off. And when someone goes to flash in their high beams to warn them, they kill them. The stories we've all told. A guy and a girl, and they're parked out in the woods. Yeah, the guy steps out, and the girl starts to hear these scratching noises. It's her dead boyfriend hung from a tree. The tales we've all listened to. <laughs> Isn't there another story about a guy with an axe hiding in a woman's back seat? My mom still checks the back seat before getting into a car. But just because it never happened doesn't mean it never will. The decapitated body was found in her car. I knew I should have gone to NYU. This girl, she could have been any one of us. What if there is a lunatic on campus? What is he going to do next, huh? Maybe put spider eggs in Bubblicious? <laughs> The idea of an urban legend serial killer. It's a stretch. The call's coming from inside the house. Could it be an urban legend? Something I can help you with. here someone out there is taking all these urban legends and making them reality urban legend have you heard the one about the microwave and now that you're wait what is that do you hear that what is that what's that scraping on top of my car what is that love do you hear it the seagull that took Dave's sandwich. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I was going to say it's a church. I thought, yeah, I, might, I thought it might have been a hook. That's okay. But no, now we're going to 1990, the feature film tonight, and it is none other than the most influential film of the 1990s, hands down of horror movies, and it's Wes Craven's Scream. And now as it's getting really early in the morning, it's late night, early morning, you're yawning, you're, you're like stretching, you've, you've already watched four 
really kick-ass movies that you've went through the whole 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s decade. It's time to hit the 2000s now. It's time to bump this thing up. Let's make us a little fun ride because as we get ready to leave this drive-in theater tonight, we want to leave with a little bit of fun. We want to leave with a little bit of laughter, but a little bit of gore. But let's go to our first trailer, and it is Planet Terror. Say prayer for your old man. No dead bodies for Dada tonight. Have your own. I got bit. Bit by what? If I told you, you probably wouldn't believe me. They're not living. How's that? They're not dead. The hell are the bodies? They're gone. They're not stopping. The hell is going on? This infection will spread all over the world. You want the story? I'll spin it for you quick. We got a face full of DC too. But the laws of science are broken. Right now, the soldiers are turning. Don't taunt me, Tramp. Once that happens, we'll tear us apart whether they want to or not. The side effect is terror. I swore to my men that I'd do everything in my power to keep them alive. I never had a choice. Now, the last hope for humanity. I'm gonna go get Jerry. Fine, but we're taking my car. I'm riding with you. Rests in the hands of a few. I have no leg! I made you something. Stand. Hop on. No, the other way. No. The other way. Chop them off. How much ammo we got? Holy shit. If anyone comes to the door, I want you to shoot them. Well, then, Dad. I'm gonna eat your brain. Especially if it's your dad. Rodriguez, Planet Terror, a grindhouse feature. All right, and now we got to go to the next trailer, which is your final trailer for the night. And we're still keeping with that beautiful, lovely zombie theme. Let's go to Zombie Land. Planet Earth, home to over 6 billion people. Today, our very existence is threatened by epidemics, climate change, and dwindling resources. But those are the least of our problems. Welcome to Zombieland. My mother always told me, someday you'll be good at something. I mean, I don't think she could have guessed that that something would be zombie killing. What do you think? Zombie killer of the week? Close, but no cigar. Zombie killer of the week went to Miss Cynthia Knickerbocker. Gotta enjoy the little things. 
these fellas really let themselves go. You guys want some Purell? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now that you've gotten all gooey and you got looking at your Perel hand cream just to make sure you ain't got no germs on you, let's go to our feature film, the final one of this late marathon night, and we're coming out with nothing other than a influential, revital, amazing zombie flick from Edgar Wright in 2004's Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> And now is your lead. I've I've always loved cricket. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love when they're deciding what albums. Okay, throw that one. (laughs) No, not that one. (laughs) (laughs) So as you finished your night of movie watching with Greg and Mortis, we saw 1960's Psycho first, and then we watched 1978's Halloween, and then we saw 1980's Friday the 13th, followed by 1996's Scream, and now you've just finished with 2004 Shaun of the Dead. So now you're in your car. It's time to go home, little kitties. It's time to get out of here. We can't have you here all morning. It's time to roll. So as you start your engines and as you get ready to pull out, remember one thing. You're never alone. You're never alone. <laughs> so that is Greg Mortis's Mortis Vision Theater from Bright Leaf Theater. So go check out. The Bright Leaf Theater that is not actually there. It's in my ma- in my imagination, but it's okay. I thought, you said, it's I thought you said it's in your mouth. It could be in my mouth, too. It is in my mouth because it just came out. But there <laughs> is our... <laughs> I have one question, though. Sure. Does this drive-in theater have a swing in a particular greaser? Sure. Yeah. It has whatever you want. <laughs> and and how, are, how are the fries at the drive-in? Oh, they're beautiful. They're crispy, golden crinkle cut they're they're amazing with some ranch <laughs> well i do ketchup you can have ranch you can have it however you want if you want to put blood on them it's all good at the bright leaf drive-in theater you said you've gone to this theater many times mm-hmm. alone no i went with let's see star wars with mom and dad mad max with mom and dad i went to see prince purple rain with my brother and his girlfriend at the time in the back i was in the back seat not a fun time to watch your brother and <laughs> and his girlfriend doing the kissy out making out while i'm trying to watch the fucking movie I'm like we all just move and let me watch the fucking movie <laughs> like i'm really into this fucking movie i don't need to see y'all necking like right you know like, right. why am i in the back seat let me get in the front seat y'all get in the yeah, back you guys seat. get in the back you don't you don't you don't like seeing them doing the hokey no no i'm trying to enjoy the fucking movie this is a fucking classic it's purple rain dude this shit's <laughs> awesome now, I've seen so many good movies in that drive-in theater, dude. I'm telling you. That's cool. So this is I cool. my father one, went to a drive-in once, and he, my grandmother made him take his younger sister. <laughs> so, and he, you know, he was on a date. So he sent her to get popcorn, and then he moved. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> damn. Oh, my God. Well, this has been your theater experience tonight. I don't know which one you liked best. I don't care which one you liked best. I just hope that you all had a great time because I think you did. Because looking at all of our lineups, there's not really a bad night. Like, I think everybody went out of the way, made it a fun night. I hope you've enjoyed it. 
Think about it now one night. Go ahead and pop in all these movies and watch them back to back to back, Dave, right? Just yeah. have you uh, uh, sit at the house and just... Insomnia theater. <laughs> insomnia theater, sure, and have fun. And you, might, and you might get them watched by the time the snow thaws. <laughs> <laughs> but we would love to hear yours, as Bill mentioned at the first of the episode, man. We would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think of our yeah. list? But also, what would your matinee look like? Let us hear what your movies would look like. That'd be fun. I want to see it. Email us or message us or Facebook group or fucking call in. I don't care. one 564 I want to hear it, man. Let us hear your thoughts. I want to hear what your matinee would look like. So as we finish. Complete, as we, I was going to say complete hmm? what, what snacks you'd have. Yeah, your snacks. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, mine's finger food. <laughs> finger food. Cut it out. <laughs> Oh, anyways, we're having problem. a blast. We do have problems. <laughs> but this has been a I was gonna fun say, bonus episode. Food, did you bring a date? Yeah, I brought my damn pearls with me. Hell yeah. <laughs> I ain't going nowhere without her. She's my, she's my fucking right-hand man, man. <laughs> she's my wingman. She's right there with me. She's keeping I, I'm, me up. I'm the one that he's going to throw in front if something happens. Damn I'm right. Gone. I'm getting out of this shit, dude. Hell yeah. I got to have something to <laughs> slow it down. Like those guys and demons crawling on the floor. The <laughs> I love it. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this. This has been a bonus. It's just a fucking anniversary date of Dr. Shock slash not quite an anniversary <laughs> no because <laughs> of me because of me maybe we'll do this again almost 12 years maybe we'll do it again and for it, your anniversary i can't believe it's been 12 years that's crazy it's awesome i mean i still remember some of those early shows like mm-hmm. I, I actually remember recording some of that that vincent price one mm-hmm. um <laughs> and uh, another one that always stood out was the um the uh commentary that we did with 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 justin beam on uh what was it the stuff the stuff yes that was such a fun one we did a bunch of those back in the day yeah uh it's been a great 12 years i've enjoyed it immensely and i i can't wait for the next 12 hell yeah because we're gonna go until till we're in the grave so i mean i'm hoping to be 100 i'm hoping dave be 100 if you go another 10 years that's when i retire and then i can just sit on my ass and do nothing but watch movies oh bill's bill can't retire we're not allowed perfect Matt, Trust me, the kids will force me out of the classroom. You retire, Mr. B. <laughs> and, and right now, I'm 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 as old as uh, uh, as Abe Vigoda from uh, from Barney Miller. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Dave shared. If you're not in Facebook group page, I'm telling you, it's it's a trip because Bill had shared this video uh, that showed you know people from the '70s, basically television series is like taxi and different shows like that and it was amazing to days, mr. Yeah. mr c yeah mm-hmm. and dude to see the age of the, i always thought they were of a lot older than what they were right so yes. we're watching i i i, I can't believe abe Vigoda always looked like 75 yes yes well did, did tom bosley look 47 no Mm-mm. no he did not and i'm i'm i mean i'm now older than tom bosley mm-hmm. was when he was playing mr cunningham it's crazy yeah. how and I mean, I'm, I'm peeping on Mr. Roper. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's crazy. Wow, Mr. Roper. Go back and watch some of these shows and then look up the age of these people when they're in it. And I'm telling you, it'll blow your mind. It will freaking blow your mind. They just look so much older in the 70s for whatever yeah. reason. I don't know why, but it's crazy. Bad makeup. Bad makeup. Bad makeup. <laughs> smoking. Somebody says smoking. Okay. I think it was Greg Russell. 
Greg P. Russell, I think, is one that said they no, probably smoked. Well, a lot. wasn't it wasn't back then you'd have a, a fifth of whiskey before bed? <laughs> probably. <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're gonna wrap this show up. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's just a little fun get together to honor Dave, Doctor Shop Becker, for his anniversary because we love him and uh, man, it has been such a long journey with Dave, and we've loved every minute of it. And uh, I've had a blast, like dude from uh planet macabre all the way up man we just had a blast and i i really honestly don't ever want to record without dave he's like my no it's been, it's been my, and my pleasure my too brother it really has it's been it's been amazing and it's going back to planet macabre my god that that's december of 2010 mm-hmm. so this december yeah that that will be 14 years that's crazy that is crazy so let's go ahead and pass around our outros. Let's go over to Dave. Dave, what do you got in closing for this wonderful episode? Wow. This this was just uh, a lot of fun, and thank you for indulging me with this. Uh, I had a really good time putting this together and uh, and listening to everybody else's um, uh, marathons. It had me wanting to to be at each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, was, uh, that, well, that was great. So thank you so much. I guess our next episode hasn't changed. Mm-mm. Maybe the number has now, but uh, we're still doing the omen. Yep. <laughs> and so be ready. <laughs> yep. All right, let's head to uh, Bill. Oh, I'm sorry, Dave. Yes, and, uh, and thanks, everyone. And, um, yeah, please definitely let us know. Come up with a uh, a, uh, a movie marathon of your own. Um, trailers, movies, let us know what your choice would be. Yep. I can't wait to hear that. I'm I'm ready. Bring them, call them, and we'll play them on air. There you go. It'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> All right, Bill, what you got in closing, bro? In closing, this was a lot of fun. Uh, choosing from a, um, a pantheon of thousands of movies to get it down to five plus trailers, it's just a trip. So I hope whoever shares theirs has a lot of fun with it. Think of the possibilities, think of themes, think of locations. Think of snacks. Think of proximity to washroom. Think of all kinds of things. So when you do this, have some fun. Let us know. I'll be back around. I'm in the midst of watching various Omen films. And you guys are going to love that episode in a week or so. But this one, I hope it's a pleasant surprise. Get yourself some sleep. Be happy with one another. Be kind. Let's have fun. And keep horror alive. (laughs) I love it. All right, Pearl, what you got in closing? That I want a part two, uh, part two matinee, and I'm going to play all Travolta movies. <laughs> <laughs> if I have to watch Look Who's Talking to, I'm leaving. You got to play perfect. <laughs> well, you know what? Look Who's Talking to is it's fun. What? I mean, there's boobs in it. I mean, even the kids oh, looking true. at the boobs. <laughs> yeah. That'll hold my attention for 12 seconds. <laughs> there you go. But you know what? You and have I'll, to watch it you until the, you get there. Yeah. You you haven't lived till you've done a double feature of Look Who's Talking To and Battlefield Earth. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I hope oh, God the, is Battlefield Earth, I'll fast forward. <laughs> what's, what's the one where he has the wings? Michael. 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 Oh, Battle. Okay. Battle. <laughs> But honestly, yes, this was really fun. And all thanks to Dave because, you know, again, happy 12, 12 years here. Happy 12th Thank anniversary. You. Happy 12th anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for all the hours and hours and hours of entertainment and knowledge, movie suggestions. I mean, everything that you have given everyone that, that's been hearing you. And 
we look forward to so many more and i can't wait until bill has his 12. <laughs> that's right yeah that's right Very yeah cool. that'll be that, that's another seven years good god seven years. <laughs> well maybe we'll get to 10 first and be like say, how, how big will my beard get by then <laughs> well, oh, you know well. what challenge that's Let's right. find out. That's right. <laughs> no more cutting right. until if I, then. If I want anything more than a hug, I gotta shave it. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you can't shave until you, you can't shave till you get to ten years. Yeah, all you have to do is braid it. Braid <laughs> <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have a talk with Jen, and we'll see how that goes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> but everyone knows where to find me on the main LOTC group page and anywhere Greg Mortis is at. Bam. And you know and me. Thank you very much, Pearl. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you. I, I was going to say, when I first entered the Land of the Creeps uh, uh, atmosphere and the biosphere of this, Dave gently let me in and kind of guided me. He's my Kwai Chen Kane. And, <laughs> and his knowledge and his personality and the kindness of his heart is just amazing. So, Dave, let's have 12 more. Thank you very much, my friend. I appreciate that. And that's what we're going to do. All right. Well, listeners, thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed it once again. So follow us at Facebook, Instagram, uh, X, all them places. You can email us anytime, gregamortis666 at gmail.com. Or you can uh, call the 1-804-569-5684. Until next time, when we look at the Omen franchise, or you're listening to Black Glove Mysteries and Mortis Vision, whatever you're listening to of LOTC, I hope you enjoyed the ride. Thank you for taking this journey with us. And as we flip the page and go to the next episode, we'll see you on the flip side. Help keep poor alive. We do that one movie at a time, one review at a time. Peace. <laughs>